Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. Reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Worship will lift up the ways that we as a community face the challenges of 2020 
as we hear these opening words from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a partner for another partner. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them, and they will be God's peoples. And God's self will be with them. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who persist will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Faster than a ship, further than a Will you pray with me, please? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'd like to invite you to think back with me for a minute, all the way back to that Friday the 13th in March, when you received an urgent message saying that Sunday, March 15th, would be our last Sunday in the church building for the foreseeable future. Concerns about the spread of the coronavirus had caused us to join others at that time to flatten the curve by staying home. And then the very next day, that Saturday, we received directive from our district superintendent that all sanctuaries should be closed on March 15th. And so you got another urgent message from us on that day saying that worship on the 15th would be online. The church building was closed and has remained closed. On the morning of the 15th, a handful of folks headed to Epworth 
to live stream our service, something we had never done before, and we were a little bit unsure about it. But what greeted us that morning at the church was far more of a crisis than we had imagined. The entire fellowship hall was flooded with about three inches of standing water. A pipe in the bathroom just outside the sanctuary had come loose from the wall, and water had filled the upstairs hall and rained down through the ceiling and into the fellowship hall and kitchen. Well, uh, that morning, um, we did proceed and, and stream the worship service from the sanctuary while frantic volunteers and trustees were, were mopping up the water. We had scheduled the anthem that you just heard, Apocalypse Lullaby, for that morning, but we had no idea how appropriate that was for that morning. But thanks to the quick action of, of staff and trustees and volunteers and Wick Pancoast and crew, um, the, the, the damage was um, addressed. Um, the trustees dealt with it over the last several months. Our insurance covered it. And fortunately, many of you will never really know that that happened. In those early days, I held out hope that we would be back in the building by Easter. And as you know, that didn't happen. But we began to get better at creating our service in advance, and new talents rose to meet the challenge. Susan Jardin soothed us each week with heaven-sent children's messages that comforted child and elder alike. We moved meetings and groups online and found a new intimacy in sharing weekly communion on Zoom. Our Do Good and Stay in Love with God teams reached out in concern and service, while the Do No Harm team made sure that we all stayed safe. Indeed, we've experienced the depth of the giftedness and the generosity of our congregation during this time. And then in May, the murder of George Floyd brought into sharp focus the need to attend to the other pandemic ravaging our nation, that of systemic racism. We organized ourselves into response working groups and worshiped with leadership from Epworth's African-American members and dug into the platform pieces of the movement for Black Lives. Here now are some clips from those holy moments of reckoning.
Dear God, this is my prayer, my letter to my younger brother, who's a lawyer, who is in pain, who's tired, and who's angry. To all of my brothers and sisters, nieces, nephews, cousins, this is my prayer. I hear you and feel it too, my beloved brother, I do. I, too, am sick and tired of being sick and tired. This time has to be different because we need your voice alive to continue to fight for justice for you, for your children, for your children's children, for the voices that were silenced by depraved indifference to black human life. This time is different. Because our voices are being heard and will continue to be heard each and every time a person stands up and says in a loud resounding voice, enough is enough. Don't stop speaking out and fighting for justice. Don't let the despair take your voice in martyrdom. Live for the voiceless. Vote. Our ancestors did not die for you to join them in death, but to live to bend the arc of the moral compass of justice Dr. King spoke about, and President Obama did help to bend. We have to continue the work to build the beloved community. This time, we don't have to do it alone as a people. This time is different because we are joined by allies of young people who are the hope and change for a better future. Lead, my beloved brother, not in death, but in life. We wake up each morning by God's grace and mercy. The Lord weeps with us and strengthens us to continue to represent God's glory on earth. The only anti-racism movements that have historically gained any traction in America are those wherein everyone, white people included, joined the cause. The fight for the liberation of black people in America has been constant and unending. We've all heard anecdotally of the Underground Railroad, the Nat Turner Rebellion, the abolitionist movement, John Brown, and ultimately the Civil War. We know to a lesser degree about Reconstruction and its destruction and the lynching and disenfranchisement that were part of that destruction. There have always been awful stories about the Ku Klux Klan and its reign of terror throughout the South in the late 19th and 20th century, throughout the South and Indiana and Ohio. Okay. Well, mainstream America, white America knows about these things and knows that they were and are wrong, that knowledge often seemed abstract. It 
was difficult, near impossible, it seemed, for white people in their hearts, minds, and souls to actually feel the pain borne on a constant and daily basis by black people. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not throw blame. But I do acknowledge the degree to which racism and blindness to racism is at the very core of our culture. Our culture has been carefully and efficiently constructed to make the occurrence and acceptance of racism comfortable. We also live in a culture carefully and efficiently constructed to make the fighting of racism, particularly by white people, uncomfortable. As a result, it seems that an unseen, unnamed force in society historically keeps its metaphorical knee on our neck. And it's only battled by wave after wave of movements toward justice, and some are more successful than others. And it seems, upon casual observation, that the more successful movements are those that capture the hearts, or better, attract the participation of white people. A young man came to a house of prayer They did not ask what brought him there He was not friend and he was not kin But they opened the door and let him in And for an hour the stranger stayed He sat with them and seemed to pray But then the young man drew a gun And killed nine people, old and young In Charleston in the month of June the mourners gathered in the room The president came to speak some words And the cameras rolled and the nation heard But no words could say what must be said To all the living and the dead so on that day and in that place The President sang Amazing Grace The President sang Amazing Grace The work of reckoning continues. The summer wore on and Susan and Director of Youth Ministries Orion Lacey heroically held camp, very carefully planned for children and youth, as we continued to pray for frontline workers and all directly affected by the virus. And all of a sudden, in late August, the school year was upon us. Orion lightened our hearts with his back to school video as parents, teachers, and students alike all wondered how we could possibly handle months of online school. And we learned that we could learn and teach online. It was different, but a necessary adjustment. 
we moved farther into the fall and responded with deep commitments and gratitude in pledging for the next year. As Advent began, we reached into one of the core strengths of Epworth, our music ministry, and found new ways to fill the night with music and light. It was an Advent like no other, and the yearning we felt as we approached the manger was maybe closer to the feelings that surrounded the original birth than any other Christmas we've ever had. And now here we are in a new year. God takes all that we've done and all that we are and is continually reordering it all into good. May you begin 2021 with the freshness of faith. Amen. podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, 
and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.